and welcome to Spoiler Alert, a weekly talk radio show for movie lovers. I'm your lady host, Sonia Stanger, and with me as always are the stars of my heart, Sean Dunham and Jeremy Leguay. Hey. Hi. Hi, friends. This week, we're inviting you to watch as we dive in to the deep end. <laughs> we're discussing the film sensation that is sweeping the nation for the fourth time in its fourth iteration. A star is born. Yay! Yeah. Bradley Cooper's directorial debu- debut, 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 starring himself and the one and only Lady Gaga, came out this weekend, and we have thoughts. Do you always say Gaga? No. Okay. It just felt like a fun thing. She usually says Jaja. Jaja. <laughs> Lady Gaga Gabor. <laughs> we have thoughts anyway and feelings. The show is called Spoiler Alert, so be sure to watch out for spoilers like this one. Hey! What? I just wanted to take another look at you. Oh, yeah. You guys are gross. <laughs> Not as gross as super drunk Bradley Cooper still somehow being attractive. Oh, oh yeah. How do you do, Brad? All right. Let's <laughs> let's just get right into it. I should I think we should say that if you haven't seen A Star is Born. Oh, yes. Well, three <laughs> of them will be good for you. Yeah. One of them will be Bad for you to listen to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe pick this be- this this show up on Spotify because we're on Spotify. Yes, we are. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to be talking about all the versions today, but there will be spoilers for the new one if you haven't had a chance to see it. But also, if you haven't, what are you doing? And also, you know the formula, people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or you don't. In which case, sometimes you split the formula. Yeah. <laughs> There's, it's a very flexible formula. Yeah, um, it's like Alex <laughs> I would say it is. We'll get into that. Um, wh- boys, which versions have you both seen? I have seen all except for the original. Okay, so all except 1937. Which is probably rude of me. But I was like looking at how much time I had, and I yeah, was like, you know what? Well, they're all long, and they got longer. They're all so long. The first one's actually the shortest. Why are they all An hour 50. Which I would beg for. Everyone else is three hours plus. Yeah, so we got... Okay, so the film's been made four times, just for the listeners. Mm -hmm. Once in 1937 with Janet Gaynor and Fred March. Once in 1954 with Judy Garland and James Mason. Once in 1976 with Barbara Streisand and Chris Christopherson. And now, this year, now, times. Now. Now now, times. uh, Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. (laughs) <laughs> Which I do you think that she should have credited herself as Stephanie? I wonder honestly, but Stephanie Germanata. It's interesting. No one, but I, no one would know. It's just like a. It's just. A, it sounds dumb, and I feel well, like. But it's like share. Yeah, I know, but like I feel like if Lady Gaga looked into the future, she would be like, you know what? I'm just gonna pick a different name. I don't know, like, like Marky Mark did. Uh, we, yeah. <laughs> we'll come like back Marky to Mark did. We'll come back to this. Okay, okay. Uh, Jeremy, which versions have you seen? I have seen all four of them. <gasps> Me too. But I well, saw the original of. seven years ago oh. and did a quick refresher for this bad boy. Uh, I have seen the 76 one more than any young lad should because my mom really likes it. Um, and I have, I am certain I have seen the Judy Garland one. And I watched the new one. The full, like the full restored version? Uh, probably not. I so, watched the restored and it honestly... You Sean could, and I may come to blows over this. Really? Because I found it like a fever dream. Well, it is. Okay, so <laughs> like just we as, should just not even have had this. Just as a bit of background, um, 
you can actually listen to some of the some more on this in on our remakes episode if you mm-hmm. look us up on Spotify or iTunes. Oh, yes. uh, where I first talked about a Star is Born when we were just a baby little radio show. A sprout. Um, but there were a lot of production issues with the 1954 Judy Garland version, and it ended up being spectacularly long. The restored version, I believe, is about three hours. Um, and the so in its original full three-hour incarnation, it had a pre-premiere to critical audiences. Those critics and audiences loved it. Mm-hmm. And then the studio, in part because they wanted to punish Judy for her so-called difficulty during production, uh, cut like three of the songs. There, there was footage that was lost forever. And in 1983... Uh, film historians, uh, the American Film Institute actually went in and attempted to reconstruct as much of the film as they could. And there are actually parts of that full reconstruction that only feature sketches, hmm. um, design sketches. So it's this super jarring moment where it goes from film to oh, cool. pictures and, and like, photographs yeah. and just like. Yeah, stills from yeah, the set. Hand-drawn smoke signals. <laughs> it's, 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 it's pretty like, wild. What is happening? <laughs> it's pretty wild. Um, so, yes, that is the version that I also saw, but the first time without knowing that that was what I was watching, and I was very confused. But. <laughs> I also was like, am I having some sort of problem medically? And I had to, like, look online and be like, I guess it's supposed to happen. But then I had PTSD for the rest of the film being like, I, what if afraid. this happens again? He was afraid. I was, because then it would it would go back to, like, normal for a bit, and I would be relieved, but then all of a sudden it would pop right back in. To just audio over photographs, and is this, it would be—is this some weird artsy thing? I just don't understand. Yeah, it's really experimental. <laughs> it's provocative. It was tough. Do you guys have a favorite version? A favorite version. Yeah. Oh God, I don't even know. Honestly, it's a tie for me between Judy and this one, the new mm. one. I really liked the new one. Spoiler well, maybe it's because. Yeah, I am just really swept up in the new right now, but I was I'm still very into the new one. Uh, yeah, just to be different, then <laughs> I think uh, the Judy Garland James Mason one is gorgeous. It's a close so set, it is for sure. Technicolor, big yeah. film. And it's like the performance of her career, arguably. Cinemascope, mm-hmm. honey. Yeah. yeah. And uh, for that reason, I think I think that's probably yeah. It's, I, I'm I'm there with yeah. You. But uh, that would make it like a decent screensaver or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there are things, though, that I love so much about what they did in this new one. So, okay, let's get down to it. Uh, what did you guys think? So, of the noobs? Yeah. Oh, okay. Of this mm-hmm. brand new iteration. Okay. Well. 4.0. I don't know. Is that what you want to do, or do you want to start eldest? You want to move forward? <laughs> I don't know. John is I just, extremely I'm, uncomfortable right now. I'm curious about, I'm mostly curious about what Jeremy thought, because I went to, spoiler alert, I went to see it with Sean. Yeah. Um, I, I have one big point that I... Yeah, and I'm will, dying will to know. come up. Can we talk about okay. it now? Yeah, we what can. What is it? I, I like the movie. Okay. Kay. I want to go on board with saying that. Mm-hmm. Bradley Cooper's voice. <laughs> okay, yeah. It's the stupidest thing that I have ever encountered... You might think that without not seeing Chris Christopherson's version. <laughs> exactly. I, I have seen it. Oh, yeah, he's And seen it, it is worse. <laughs> Bradley's is. is worse? Yes. I, I get, I at least kind of understand what Chris Christopherson was trying to do. I have 
no, like, I think he was just trying to match the guy who played... Sam Elliott. Who, his brother... He was doing Sam clearly, Elliott drag. Who is clearly his father. <laughs> like, no. Age-wise, yes. He's, no, he has a much older brother. It's been explained. I know, it, but... The film uh, explained it. Come on. Which, also... Just making his dad. It would have been so much Okay, but, Jeremy, how did you feel at that moment when he goes... You stole my voice. <laughs> and then it was like, literally. I was like, Ursula? I didn't really understand that point. <laughs> like, what do you mean? He's, and he's oh like, I stole your voice because I love you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's all do our imitation. I can't. I can't tweet you guys. It was so embarrassing. I got this friend. She's a real good songwriter. And she wrote a really good effing song. And I want you to sing it now. Come on, Drag ball. Am I the drag ball? <laughs> um, oh my god! Yeah, you know, that's fair. I feel it. like I'm dragging Brad- Bradley a bit here, but I think the Bradley did great. He did amazing. It would have been so much better without the voice. Yeah, but I get and what he, he was doing. Christopherson, I think. Making choices. No, he was doing Sam Elliott. Well, he was doing Sam Elliott, but it had shades of Christopherson big time. It did. Everything has shades of the previous, I would say. Oh, yeah. Each one of these do. I, I think but, a lot, there was a lot of very pointed parts that were like, yeah. like when she is straddling him in the bathtub and doing his makeup. Yeah. That's like a clear... Straight from... Straight from the 70s one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like some of... And since it's Lady Gaga, you know, we've got references. And she references. was doing like... References. She had a couple like Judy... Like especially in costuming wise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even in like her red carpet stuff, I was like, oh, well, this shape 50s. is... Or like the silhouette is exactly yeah. this. I, I feel like the newest one... I do have other notes, and they're they're sort of. I have Got one, notes, y'all. I have, I have, well, I don't know, changes or suggestions that I'm okay with, whereas the voice needed to be altered. Like I can see them in ten years fixing his voice. No, because it is a travesty. <laughs> it's iconic. Um, it would, Imagine if they had Christian Bale playing in him. <laughs> oh, well, would have been doing it would be It wouldn't have been as noticeable. <laughs> um, I feel like the 2018 version is a hardcore remake of the 70s one. Mm. Like, yeah, I, I, I feel like that's like that was their text, and they remade that as opposed to creating a new version. Yeah, and and I think, I that, think that that was, was intentional. Intention. It yeah. was absolutely, but it's um, very meta and it's very referential. Mm-hmm. It is, yeah. That I agree with that. Like even the moment where Sam Elliott says, "Like music is just the same." Eight oh, yeah. Notes. <laughs> 12, 12 notes over an octave. That metaphor goes for these yeah, films. Well, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm getting at. Oh, I'm so in sorry. My Sam I just picked it up on this. Okay. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, and there was a lot of stuff about that, about what you have to say and how you say it and whether things are derivative. And, like, I think that it was very, I think it was really smart to, to, like, make it so clear that they were making reference to things that had come mm-hmm. before. Well, there's, there's, you either have to do it or try not to, right? Like, that, yeah, that's exactly. kind of your only Which option. I think would have been a mistake. Yeah. And I do wonder if they should have had clearer lines to it. Yeah. Like, really obvious sort of, you know, oh, you know, this used to be like this, but at least we can do it this way now. Especially with regards to the very first one. Which is also very clearly about sort of the Hollywood system. Well, yeah, it's not even right? a musical. Like they, it's not about music. She's not a singer. She's an actor mm-hmm. in the first one. Which is like, which is so interesting. I, yeah, I quickly looked at the Wikipedia and I was like, so wait, he discovered her as a waitress. Yes. Yeah. How but, is that? How possibly oh, would he have become so infatuated great, with her? Mm-hmm. No, because it's so great. She moves to Hollywood. 
She can't catch a break. Mm-hmm. Um, Who can? The 30s in Hollywood. And um, she's a cocktail waitress at this fancy party. And what she's doing is these hilarious impressions of the, like, mega stars of the day. So she's going around. And she does, like, a, to him, she does Mae West, where she's like, I don't even think I could do it. But she's like, would you like another hors d'oeuvre? <laughs> and he's just like, what? Oh, that's Mae West. And it's so cute. And mm-hmm. 30s. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah it's then pretty charming. She's, more, she is so it, charming. It, it's actually also like a very impressive acting yeah. moment. Like, like she does a, a lot of stuff. Yeah. Oh, my God. I should be watching this. It's very good. Actually, is the yeah. thing. I would say it's the most underrated one, probably. Yeah, I would see that. You would like it, I think. Well, I should. Um, um, I feel... I. If we're sticking with the 2018 for a second, mm-hmm. I feel like um, I just want to say that Bradley Cooper's character, like is given the most background of all yeah. four of the movies. Yeah. Because everyone else just sort of appears out of nowhere and mm-hmm. is this, like, uh, just is giving this gift to someone, whereas he... And you have no idea what their deal is. Yeah. And then he has, like, this dad backstory. He has that brother. He has, like, all this... Like, from him talking to his therapist, he's got, like, background. And it is, like... It makes the movie a little bit more about that character as yeah. opposed to... I- I was, was going to say, I feel like it's it's pretty lopsided in his favor. Yeah, I have mixed feelings because about it. Because Allie doesn't even have a last name. I know. Like, they didn't even bother This with- is the thing. In all of the other iterations, her name is a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Because they they either like try and change it or or in the 1970s version she's like no, um, and it's like the climax is her being like I'm Mrs. Yeah, Mrs. Mm-hmm. Blah blah blah. But Allie but yeah doesn't even like, have a last name mm-hmm. until also, the end when she introduces herself as Allie Maine. Mm-hmm. Um, as an aside, when she is on that billboard yeah. and it just says Allie over her, but it's spelled in Ally. a it's spelled in a way that says Ally is such a funny like. Pink yeah. courting of those dollars, yeah. like, but uh, whatever. I guess I. It's something. That's, a, that's, that's something a I want to talk thing. about too. But also, everyone. But that's, that's her name. Like yeah. that's how it's spelled. It's probably place. Allison with two L's, and that's how she spells Allie. Yeah, mm-hmm. but like people don't really spell it like yeah. that. <laughs> it's true. I, I mean, someone probably does. But. Maybe. I feel like it's just a lot of people I know have Instagram that post and being like, "Yes, Ally," yeah, like, mm. <laughs> and I feel like she just is very strategic to... in that yeah, way. Yeah, exactly. Um. Okay, so you you feel more comfortable working forwards in time, Sean? Is that what you'd like? Um. Yeah. I also just quickly want to say that this cast is nuts. Yeah. This cast is Andrew Dice Clay, Dave Chappelle, in a very small role. He mm-hmm. should like he's in it for two minutes for a moment. Um, Shangela and Willem, Sam Elliott, as we said, Anthony Ramos from Hamilton. Yes. Um, and then the cast. That was attached before. Oh. It was almost going to be directed by Clint Eastwood, which have been I bonkers. It would have. He would have kept the voice, probably. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he would have been doing that, um. and he would have. It would have been starring Beyonce. Yeah, which I don't think she would be up to it. Honestly, I she's up to so many like things. To but that, I don't know but... if she'd be up to that. Okay, can I can I interject here? Cause Cause I, there's a lot of interjection. Well, because yeah. I my my big sort of point. Well, I have I have two major notes that Brad should have really considered. Okay, number one. <laughs> Listen, Bradley. Brad. <laughs> Bradley. Uh, well, I guess there's three. Number one, it should have been a 50-50 split, even of screen time between the two. They yeah. should have checked that. Like, I have that, that should have been. This. And I do wonder if there's a director's cut with a more flushed out. Well, I her mean, director I mean, is himself. Yeah, I know. 
I feel like that's part of the problem. But or because the studio could have cut things for length, that's right? True. And if there's key parts in his scenes that aren't, you know, in hers, then you have to keep those yeah. in. Anyway, so spoiler alert: typically at the end of a Star is Born, the male uh, dies and the female becomes the star. Yeah. Hence, a Star is Born. I think they should have flipped it. Mm. And I, I, I was actually very disappointed. But do you think did. if they had flipped it? I feel like it would have had to, it would have had to flip the whole thing where she was older and they, established. They, like they, I think you, they we would have had to swap the swap the they, whole thing. They could have done it that way. I would have liked to see that. I also would have liked to see you know sort of a nod back to the '76 version where they're both on the bike and yeah. he causes the accident and then she dies and he goes on. You know, like like something like like that would be. I don't know. I know. feel like that's such a deviation. From the narrative around, but like they're all the just too verse fame. They're but so we'll similar, that. right? Anyway, like yeah. that's the. Well, you have your feelings about remakes. We know this. <laughs> um, What's your third and big? But note? also, I like of all four of them, he's. I like it would have been more interesting also if he sort of dragged her into his alcoholism. I yes. thought that was coming, yeah. which he doesn't do in any no, of them. I thought that was coming. There's a moment where she like pours herself a big old drink when he's yeah. Being I was like, oh, here really we difficult. Go. But, but she's like, nope. I'm just. She uh, kind of doesn't have a trajectory, which is one of my frustrations mm-hmm. with the movie. But what's your third note? My third note is that they shouldn't have been musicians. What? <gasps> where would they go? I I honestly. Were they mimes? I honestly. <laughs> I honestly considered acrobats. If like if they were both YouTube stars, if this would have been more. Oh, Jeremy! But whoa, it would be whoa, whoa. so. It couldn't have been them. It would have had to be totally different cast. But it also would have been so like, oh, it's 2018, and now it's the internet. But it's got to, they they don't they don't address it. The whole point is that it's supposed to catch up to the sort of currentness. There is a really right? okay, but the arguably the, arguably the best scene in the movie where the group of dads, her, I think of them as her dads. <laughs> they are all her dads. <laughs> her dad, Andrew Dice Clay and his weird friends. His friends. <laughs> like limo friends. Literally being like, that number is how many people have seen it. And I just... <laughs> and they each I going died. around basically say the same say thing. Say the same mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, that is that was great. But the, it should have been some kind of advanced well, thing. What right? I like, think that's is my... interesting is... Mm-hmm. And you talk about it being like very much a take on the 76 version. I think Mm -hmm. this is part of it. This is a world in which rock and roll is still, (laughs) yeah, I'm saying it like that on purpose. I can barely watch you say it. Rock and roll is still the predominant world of fame, which is just not the reality in the world 2018. Rock and roll is kind of, in the iteration that we see it, a thing of the past. Right. It feels a bit. Oh. dated and it's very interesting because well yeah even watching bradley play the rock yeah mm-hmm. we were like you're like what is this Tom this Petty? is a downwards this is like <laughs> the end of an era yeah right but even still but the music is not like it it does change a lot yeah as, oh. as the film goes on when yeah. she yeah. does her banger do that. Why did you do that? Do, do that, that. Do that. Do that. Do that to me. <laughs> Which that is was, supposed to be. That song was basically meant to show how vapid and like <laughs> terrible her music was, and I was like, "Ooh." Yeah, but <laughs> also this song. is my question. This is my question, yeah. and we're just burning through, and we're not going in the order, and I'm I kind so, of like so, it. We, we are. No, yeah, I feel are. bad, Sean, because you're we're the one who was like, "Let's like go chronologically," here. and I'm like, "Nope." Um, do you think mm-hmm. that Bradley Cooper, as a director, and this movie undervalue pop music, or do you think it was a very smart commentary on 
his lack of understanding and his like short-sightedness in undervaluing her pop music. I think it was a good way to add in the the star machine mm-hmm. yeah. that was not in the 70s version. Mm-hmm. Like it was in uh, it was in the first two, and it was in this one, where you're like, you have to change everything yeah. about yourself mm-hmm. and your appearance and your music. But in the 70s one, I, it might have just been Barbara just having her hands yeah, in everything. Yeah, I honestly think mm-hmm. so. But she was like, wow, I'm the same. Yeah. <laughs> she just was so true to herself all the way through. Barbara, I, like, as an aside, I she was just a fussy old woman I the live. entire show. She just was like... Hey, what's going on? Get off that bike. Oh, so much screaming. Oh, my gosh. She was just like, hey. So much clutching <laughs> of her pearls and screaming. And her big Have we been throw. shooting? <laughs> That's, yeah, exactly. I, would, I would totally expect that from her. Um, I wonder if it was a strategic move. I also, uh, this is again in reference to your actual question. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if, because he's been thinking of doing this for a long time. Yeah. And I wonder if he wanted to be in it. And so to do that, this is the way they had to do it. Because him being a pop star would not happen, right? Oh, I'm not not saying that he should have been a pop star. Mm -hmm. I just mean the movie's take on Mm -hmm. her career and the stuff that she's doing and Mm -hmm. how automatically we're supposed to just write it off and be like, this has no value and it's meaningless and facet. It's meaningless now that it's pop. But but it's like uh, a pop, like like an artist mm -hmm. can go through a journey of finding themselves Mm -hmm. and can produce stuff that is like super produced and and like the thing is like it makes an assumption that pop music is inherently less than the music that he's making in terms of authenticity and like value See, that's interesting because i thought i thought that the sort of underlying theme was that because what she was doing was just to become famous yeah was that's why it was sort of lesser than but the end was the redemption of mm. not only herself but her art as well. That's what I thought the whole sort of see. And I think they just was. didn't. I don't think they gave us enough of that because at no time did we actually get a sense of how she felt about her music. That's that's the part. Mm-hmm. Uh, another part that's so weird about it is that she literally she sings a cover of a song in a drag bar. Yeah. Also, as an aside, all four of these movies or all the three that I saw. The song that their like mentor sees them singing is not anything close to the music they actually perform yeah. throughout mm-hmm. the film. Yeah, so, uh, that's, that's interesting. So she's doing this cover of Le'Veon Rose in a drag bar. She with tape is as her eyebrows. Great, she's tape amazing. as her eyebrow. That, and that, then uh, that actually happened to Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. What? Yeah, that's that's how he picked her for the role. Are you? <laughs> yes, I, no, I'm totally saying she did a. Uh, she a did cover. used to sing in drag bars. Yeah. No, no, uh, she did a cover of the song at some party thing. I don't know what it was. He was there, and he was like, "We're casting her," and then uh, they did some screen tests, and then they started to work on it because the the interesting thing about this one is a lot of the stuff they did was like in the moment. Yeah, yeah, like the, the all music the music and, was live, yeah. which is amazing, which is good. Yeah. Because anyway, it was it was her it input to put it in the the drag. Bar. Interesting. Wow. Okay. Because so, it felt very it, yeah. yeah. We'll t- and we'll talk more about mm-hmm. that. I think. But sorry, go on. Sean. Um. Ooh, the songs, her music. Oh yeah. So basically, she's like, um, I don't like. I don't really write my own songs, and I don't like sing my own songs. I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> and then I'm like, all of a sudden, she's pumping out like, <laughs> yeah. song after song. She's like, with him. Yeah, and I'm like, how could she possibly be doing this quality and this quantity from just like? Well, because she was gifted. 
Yeah, I guess. Well, she, she's probably like, She said she didn't like it, to sing her you know? own songs. So I think the the assumption is he gave her the confidence to... To call herself a songwriter. Be a songwriter. Yeah, okay, I guess. And it's so interesting because I think someone who just came in in the last, like, ten minutes would be like, oh, these three hated this movie. <laughs> I loved this movie. Like, I truly... And some of it was I was just, like, very much along for the ride, feeling the melodrama. Oh, the... The like the Gaga factor of it all really oh. took me along. But also I'll, Bradley, I wasn't expecting to be so swept away by him. Ooh, and he was doing a mean alky look. But mm-hmm. also his, so like, red face. I kept <laughs> just being like Sean. His he's so gross. With Why am I so hair. attracted to him still? Well, also That's, another he's a star. Another thing so about alcoholics gorgeous. on screen is it's always like my hair is greasy, my face is disgusting, my body is. Dang yeah. it. His body was ridiculous. <laughs> like, booze perfect. keeps me fit. I, yeah. uh, I kind of felt that it was the same way with her as well. Because it's like, oh, my nose is too big. It's like, really? That's yeah. that's your problem? Well, no, but that's something that people said to Lady Gaga when she oh, first absolutely. got into music. But she and is, that's an homage to the Judy Garland version. Right, but she is... To the Judy or to Barbara? Person. Judy. Yeah. But she had Barbara's visage. I know. <laughs> I know, but it's the whole nose thing. The whole nose thing. I do know what you mean. (laughs) Thank you for that. Okay. (laughs) Barbara Streisand. Um, Did you finish your point? I don't know. I think I did. (laughs) (laughs) Jeremy's laughing so hard about that. I'm literally losing it over the word visage. (laughs) Visage. Well, because she kept like every time he'd be like. Hey. And she'd be like, hey, what? Because <laughs> I swear they did that like four times. And then she Which would has do, appeared in every film, And by then the she way. would do the like... Yeah. The like dripping down her, her like, profile. Her yeah. Which is a great look. Honestly, I liked it. I'll be doing that. And they that. had amazing chemistry. They did. It was mm-hmm. smoldering. Even that scene where I was like, ew, don't kiss him. Like, he's oh. such a mess right now. And even when he was the rudest he had been to her, and then she popped up and did a bit of a full frontal bit gaga. Bit of a full frontal. Ooh. That, that scene was tough, though. Ooh, that a was A full bad. frontal gaga. He, that was, he was disgusting in that scene. <laughs> he was hey, so rude. We only have two minutes before the break. So that's not and really and enough time to get into the 25% of what we need. I know we have a lot to get through. But I knew that we would be focused mostly on this new one. Mm-hmm. Um, any other thoughts about the new version before we go to the break? Because I have some specific topics I want us to talk about in the second half. Mm-hmm. Um, only that uh, I was taken out of the, the very last oh, song yeah. where I thought would be a, a nailer. Um, it was so... And several friends of mine have also said that to me without me asking it was so similar to i will always love you by yeah. whitney houston that i was so shocked like she did the first chorus in a head voice she did the second in a full and i was so right ra- like i was waiting for there to be a huge key change like a drop yeah. to just do the same thing and it wasn't yeah and it was it was very confusing and then it kind of took me out and then i was at the end i was like i didn't even hear that song i was honestly well, partly you didn't hear it because i was crying so hard <laughs> still yeah. literally at the lights the lights in our theater also came on so fast i felt very attacked yes well the, there was other sniffles in the room i wasn't the only one the theater was awash in tears yeah That's it was like, like the floor of the crazy rotation that wearing. extra time to dry it up mm-hmm <sighs> 
Jer, any final thoughts, Jer? No, I don't think so. Uh, it's you've, the end you've, of the episode. You've, you've heard my points about <laughs> yeah, uh, your three notes. Three, like, come on. Your three keynotes. Mm-hmm. They should have been DJs. <gasps> no, ew. Oh my god, <laughs> that's what that, I hate it. <laughs> that would have been a crazy. I would encourage everyone Ibiza. I would encourage everyone to go listen to the soundtrack because some of her pop bangers. Are really actually good. That all, in the all of the music is surprisingly good. The music good. is great. Okay. Even Bradley Cooper. We're going to take a break, um, you know, reset our microphones, yeah. touch up our makeup, uh, take use a, some Put tissues, on our eyebrows. Put on our tape eyebrows. And we'll be right back on Spoiler Alert here on 91.3 FM, CJTR Regina Community Radio. Welcome back to Spoiler Alert. We're talking A Star is Born. Um, hey guys, what time is it? Oh, it's 6.34. It's game time. Wow, wow, wow. We need a theme for that. Uh, for those who don't know what the game is, <laughs> or if you're just tuning in, the game is where I spend literally all week, or in this case, seconds, looking up <laughs> a film for these two to describe to me. Or no, let's, yeah, let's back Yeah, do it up. the way you say it. <laughs> do it the way you say it. <laughs> Why did you do that to me, there? Why did you do that? Do that. <laughs> I spend all week looking for a movie. I find one. I tell these two the title. They tell me what they think it's about. I tell them what it's really about. We all have a good chuckle, and we move on. Yeah. Uh, this week's title uh, is something a little special, near and dear to my heart. I could find nothing confirming the, t- the title of this film. It is titled A Star is Born. And what year is this? Uh, I'm pretty sure it was from... I'm going to say, like, 1980. What? Mm-hmm. 1980. Mm-hmm. A Star is Born. Well, okay, so... You both should have known that this is what was coming at you. Yeah, I thought it might be, but then I was like, no. He but I was like, how could he? He wouldn't be so bold that to do. Mm-hmm. 1980. And you can't confirm the title of the actual That is movie. it. It is, it is A Star but is Born. you couldn't find corroboration. I could not find it, no. Um, I think it is a sort of galaxial drama in which a... <laughs> I shouldn't have let him get in first. Sort of <laughs> a universe uh, entity gives birth uh, to a star. Mm-hmm. And it burns brightly for hundreds of years before slowly dying out. And millions. <laughs> I was going to say, that's short. Well, yeah. Is, is this like, like other characters, Sean? No, it's, a, it's just a slow sort of like, you know, a camera set up in space and then... It's just two hours of just sped up. Like Space Odyssey, but without all of it. But, like, yeah, it's like it has a beautiful soundtrack um, Mm -hmm. done by Bradley Cooper. (laughs) And um, maybe it's time to let the old stars die. (laughs) (laughs) Can you guys tell that I've been listening to that soundtrack for a bit? Way too many times. Uh, A few times. Um, I think. Oh, sorry, were you done, Sean? Oh, yeah, I'm done. Thank you. Um, Bravo. I think it was Neil deGrasse Tyson's first foray into film work, mm-hmm. and he was trying to make a very fun, like, documentary film about the process of a star coming to being in the year 1980. You guys are both super close. Oh! So the reason I can't find this is because I am almost certain that it's narrated by Chris Christopherson, <gasps> but it is oh. an educational 30-minute video about the Big Bang. Anyway, I think they were riffing off of the yeah. Star is Born thing. And it's like... Well, we witnessed it's like, the Big Bang in <laughs> second act of hey. the Star is Born, am I right? Oh, yeah. 
Gross. Um, anyway, it is a legit <laughs> educational video I watched in, so in grade nine science class uh, from 1980 on a VHS tape. I now, through my research, I don't think it was Chris Christopherson because I feel like that would have come up. However, there is just a mountain of other googly things with a stars born and Chris Christopherson. Yeah, that would be hard to find. Even when you add an educational video. So, uh, that's the game, people. And the game is brought to you by none other than the RPL Film Theater. Yay. Thank you. Yay. Look at this, you guys. This is a sheet of paper in my hands. What is it? Oh, well, maybe I should take a, a, quick, a quick read of it. Uh, Regina Community Radio is hosting a Chase the Ace every Sunday at the Revival Music Room. Chase the Bass. No, but ours is Chase the Bass. Read the paper. Oh, Sonia. Chase the Ace. <laughs> that's the second I can't time. read. That's the second time. It's the a classic and... Chase the Ace lottery right. with the twist of being able to win both the cash jackpot and a sweet bass guitar. Oh, Every Sunday, ticket sales begin at 7 p.m., $5 a ticket, with the draw at 9.15. If your ticket is drawn, you immediately win a portion of the pot and get a chance to pick a card from the deck. If you pick the Ace of Spades, the event is over and you win the entire jackpot and the bass guitar. What? If you choose another card, that card is removed from the deck and the pot continues to grow. What day is this on? Every Chase? Sunday. So, Sunday. Yeah. Mm. Come try your luck at Chase the Bass every Sunday. Well, maybe I will <laughs> every chase Sunday that night bass. at the Revival Music Room at Dudney. And stick around after for live entertainment. The current jackpot is $500. Whoa. More details available at cjtr.ca. That's right, people. Wow. That wow. was informative. Well, Thank you, Jeremy. As I said, I have some discuss points of discussion I'd like us to really delve into. Back to business. Back to business. So we are talking about the, st uh, the Stars Born. <laughs> the many versions of a Stars Born. Um, now, they all have dealt in one way or another with addiction. Um, the male lead character is an alcoholic in each of these films. Um, how do you feel like the new version, specifically or any of the versions, um, deals in its treatment with addiction? Um, I think as they progress, they get sort of more and more real. Yeah. Um, the one I want to highlight is the Chris Christopherson performance, because he just descends into madness. Right. Like, it, he just, he, like, he, I, I don't even know. Yeah. Yeah. And, and no uh, it looks pretty real. <laughs> Like and it didn't it, feel like a superhuman depiction of addiction I, to I, me. It, it felt like it felt uh, like a '70s version. Yeah, yes. he, Which that's is true. Gary Busey greeting him and giving him some <laughs> something to snort. <laughs> also, yes. a young Gary Busey on your eyes. It's no, tough to see. You. It's hard to see. That's it's a hard no to see. Uh, I just feel like his. I don't know. Like it was very Jim Morrison. Yeah. Like I think that was like they were trying to like oh, for sure. tap into these very specific rock stars. Yeah. And it just made it this literal train wreck, which worked and then kind of stopped working. Yeah. You know, like it just by the end you were just exhausted. It was. Exhausting. I know. I did not feel bad when he was ripping around. And <laughs> well, he just and he just keeps getting on the motorcycles. He and Barbara's literally like stop. <laughs> John, and he just won't. John Coff. Also, he has such a boring name. Yes. John Norman Howard. That's not a rock star name. Isn't that all of their um, names except no, for the Norman Maine. He. Is, oh right. Is yes. The name. He gets a little more. Um, 
more disgusting than the others in that he is the only one that cheats on yeah. his partner, it's on his wife of the four. And that was a twist. Also, I just want to talk about that journalist that he cheated on her Quentin. with. Quentin. She freaked <laughs> me out. Music. And maybe it's like, maybe it was the Joan Didion like, writing yeah. it of it all, but I felt that just like that character's appearance made me super creeped out and that it like brought all this like Manson-y aspects of the whole movie together yeah. where I was like, like she, the way she spoke, she just was like, like staring at him glassy eyed. She's like far out, out of sight, blows the mind. And just like they're <laughs> crazy, like slips into easy sex so quickly. How she just like appears in his house, like, yeah. like mm-hmm. a full Manson family, just like swimming in the pool. And Ooh, it is Manson esque. It was so Manson esque. And I was just like, looked at her and was immediately creeped out. I yeah. really wonder if the 76 version is the only one that's really suffering from its age. Yeah. Because the other three, well, the other two, the third one we, we can't really talk about yet, but the other two are sort of like, I understand the sort of time and context and yeah. why things are the way they were. And. They just seem kind but of sleazy feel, and gross. It doesn't feel dated. <laughs> Everything right. was so sleazy. Even like, <laughs> is that um, just the seventies? Bar group? Yeah, I yeah, think the seventies were a turn. My mom's gonna be so mad at me. She's she got like, so mad at me when I texted her last night and was like, "This sucks." <laughs> and she was like, "Sonia, how could you say that?" Even <laughs> Barbara's band that he sees her with is the Oreos, and uh, it, it's problematic. And it's just two women of color and Barbara. And then they just sort of disappear. Yeah, and those women are like major, like, uh, like vocal talents. Yeah. Like, they were like, I, I was researching them. One sang back up for like Tina Turner. Yeah. Which also, I think that Barbara was trying to do a Tina mm-hmm. sitch, and it was just rough. It was because a bit it was like, it was like a mom yeah. singing Tina at karaoke as well. <laughs> but then also, when, like, there are moments, not in that scene, because that scene is very weird. Um, but there are moments when I do find myself very transported by her voice. Like, I do love Barbara Streisand and her sassiness and her... She does have some great clothes also, but some of them... Did you see um, the... the sorry, I can barely speak. <laughs> yes. At the end, um, the credits is Barbara's clothing provided by Barbara's closet. Mm-hmm. Oh. She brought her all her own yeah. clothes. Was this before she had a mall in her basement? Maybe she's got a she weird relationship a, to clothes. Uh, she, uh, she's a full mom. I well, I I actually I have heard about the clothes before yeah. because they had a lot of problems with, and oh, uh, yeah. this is where because she really grabbed the whole movie by the horns and then moved things in directions that she wanted, and a part of that was her absolutely ditching what they had for her for her to wear. Which is fascinating. Yeah, and that hair, though. Which whoa. is another thing. I love the hair. It's like she has zero growth. Like, everyone yeah, else is like... she's just a static She character. just wears the same clothing the entire time. She has, she doesn't change an iota. Mm-hmm. And that's very weird. I found the depiction of addiction in this new film, like, very raw and mm-hmm. very human. Um, which I think is maybe why they spent so much more time on Jackson as a character. Like, Mm -hmm. they were really delving into his backstory, the complexity of his sort of mental state, his, like, his humanness. Um, And I think that's partly why it was, like, a very emotional film for me. Like, I mean, a lot of us have people with addictions in our lives. um, But it just the, like, just the... I don't know. Maybe it just felt the most real of all of the versions in that way of like, oh, 
this person that she loves so much, like, she can't, there's nothing she can do to save him. And and there's, like, it, it feels unavoidable. Like, that ending feels so unavoidable at a certain point. And I think that's, like, what makes this new version stand out the most is even though the other ones are sad um, when that, when when he kills himself, um, although he doesn't in the 1976 mm-hmm. version, this one just felt so real in that moment. See, I, I, I do wonder, though, and this kind of goes back to what we were saying, I feel like it would have been more contemporary for him to drag her in as yeah. well. And then, we, you know, whichever one does die, because they really kind of, one of them has to die and one of them has to carry on. But that seems like a really good sort of moment to kind of go on from. Whereas the other ones, it's sort of like this thing of, I don't know, like, oh, I've lost the person I love, so now I'm just going to throw myself into this wholly. But I don't know, know that that's and what happens. The, but, like, it's, it, for me, the the question always came up of, like, is this just the cycle starting again? Yeah. You know, will she meet someone, they'll become famous, and then she'll uh-huh. fall away, right? Like, yeah, is that, that's an interesting yeah. thing. But also they introduced, like, Sam Elliott was basically her as well, where he yeah. loved the main man uh, so much. Also because he is his bro mm-hmm. and could, has seen him take the downward spiral forever, yeah. including being like, hey, can you wear your ear protection? And him yeah. being like... I'm a big man baby. Yeah, and then like that part where Sam's trying to tell him something, and he's like, eh? and like doesn't yeah. hear him like three times, <laughs> and tragic. it was it was so sad. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you can't help him because he is incapable of doing Helping anything to himself. help himself. He doesn't want to help himself, and that's why I don't think Jared that it would make sense with the characterization that they have. Like, if she died, he would just kill himself anyway. Well, there, like there, that's what that character would do. There, there would have to be some major changes, yeah. but I could see that kind of incident being something that like is a wake up call. That's not really how it works, though. I don't. It, think. it could be. Is is all I'm saying? But, like, like that washed up person to have a second so chance at their mm-hmm. career. But, I feel like that would feel so contrived, though. But the, how is it any different when it's not when it's her? What do you mean? Well, like the the whole point is that, and this is I think the thesis, if you will, of all of them is that and stick with me here, his starry essence goes to her so she can become the star. I don't think that's what it is. Why not? I think it's two stars crossing in the night. But she's not a star until he... No, but she... Yeah, right. she she was. She is. They all are. They get help from the male They're character. talented. They're not stars. Well, right? I like, think that's that the question whole, is... It's about... the question, though. It's it's not that he, like, imbues her with something. I think the part, the whole thing actually is he thinks that he's the one who imbued her with something. Mm-hmm. But actually, he just gave her whatever access she needed, and he's kind of irrelevant after that fact. Oh, of course. But I don't think it's a, like, not, transferring of specialness. He didn't want her to get better. Yeah. Like, right. when, she, when she was like, oh, my God, I've got all this crazy stuff going on right now. Mm-hmm. And he just, like wordlessly like smushes a cake in her face mm-hmm. yeah there was, some was like this is some aggression mm-hmm. but but I'm, I'm not saying that she should have died necessarily but in the sort of fourth iteration of a thing to have the same thing go down again you know really with no differences but i don't understand you know, why that's such a problem for you really because what 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 are they adding that the other movies haven't a successfully lot, done I think. but why didn't they take it all the way Maybe it's just because we've been freebasing these films, yeah. like, this week. Yeah. And then we just are like, oh, how's it going to end this one? <laughs> I think that's part of what makes it so mm-hmm. interesting. Sorry, Sean, I didn't no. mention it. No, 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 that's it. Basically, just, like, 
I think for rags people, mm-hmm. seeing this every 40 years is like you know, a dash of nostalgia and a bit of a freshen up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And not necessarily just like hack. Mm-hmm. But, okay, a good contrast here is the Chris Christopherson, mm-hmm. where he doesn't kill himself, but the train literally just crashes. Like, he just goes so far mm-hmm. that his actions literally take his life. Mm-hmm. As opposed to him deciding to end his life so that she can go on well right like that's that's the so i think there's a i think there's a like there's a there's stakes in that Mm -hmm. and and it shows a lot about Mm -hmm. his own conception of his role in her life right in the first two it's actually maybe in the third one too Maybe it's just no i think it's just the first two Mm -hmm. he actually hears yes her say i'm quitting acting singing mm-hmm. um so that i can take care of him right so it's a it's an explicit recognition of mm-hmm. the drain that he is on her life right. in this one someone else is the one who sort of says you're a drain on her life she doesn't have the agency of mm-hmm. like she doesn't actually make that decision so i don't know i don't think i think it's an important aspect of his character that he in a way makes that decision right and i like it did feel right for what they did. Yeah. But my, my issue with this is that they, when they wrote this movie, they said, this is the end of the movie. Let's get there. As opposed to. I don't know that we know that that's true. Though. I kind of think so. Because that's, it's, it all sort of careened down till there was only one option left. And when that happened, I was disappointed because I wanted to see something else. Yeah, but I think that's that's you your know. approach to the movie, and that's right. like a perspective that you bring where you get tired of the same plot points. I a little bit wondered if, like, last minute we would see him alive, or like some a little like bit of a twist on the mm-hmm. genre, but... But also I feel like that would be so... Because it also would be a little bit just like, well, it's good, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's... Because is it, you know, is it a sadder ending that he screws up his suicide? We're getting dark here on Spoiler Alert. Yeah. And, and, and then... You know, there is sort of a version of himself that's like maybe in a hospital for the rest of his life or something. You know, I don't know. Could, like could we, I, you know, could we have done something else? Is all to, I'm saying. But I guess my question is like, what's why? Just because it has to be different. Because the whole point is to update what this thing is. But I right? don't think that. But because then why make the movie again? Yeah. Right. Anyway. Because Jeremy. It's just 12 notes on an octave. <laughs> well, let's get some and different notes. And it's just notes. what you have to say. <laughs> they literally answer that question, though. It's it's Bradley Cooper saying, mm-hmm. I have something to say about this story. This is my twist mm-hmm. on the story. But it's still the same story. Yeah. I don't know. I just Maybe I'm just being grouchy about I, it. I feel like it's about ownership, and he didn't go all the way. I don't know. You I know? don't understand why he let the past using the dictate. same plot points means that he didn't go all the way. This, I feel, is a debate we will have until you the day we both die. You guys will just keep saying that to each other. Jeremy, mm-hmm. maybe it's time to let the old ways die. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's How time. How many times have you guys listened to the soundtrack? <laughs> we didn't even get to all my points. We, there's no way Not we're ever going to do that. I would like to say I loved how much of an acknowledgement there was of who was coming to see this movie, the gays. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> okay. Like I just love that they were like, listen, ever since Judy did it, this has been a movie made by women, well, Judy, made with women who... Judy did it, Barbara love. did it. It's like, it's... That's partly why Lady Gaga makes so, so much sense. It's why I love that there was a scene in a drag bar featuring two of our faves. Um, yeah, anyway. 
and the alley thing. The ally. <laughs> the ally thing is It was a little so on the nose. Funny. But even like Edith Piaf, like she's got those eyebrows on, like she's doing Edith Piaf drag. Yeah. Like it's so fascinating. It's super gay. <laughs> and Anthony Ramos. We talked about this a bit, but. Yeah. Whether he's a gay best friend. We didn't know if he was a queer best friend or if he... Oh, I had made assumptions. I did too, but I swear, in the hotel scene there, I think, I thought I heard a woman in his hotel room, which obviously as a bisexual person, I'm not saying he couldn't be queer and Mm -hmm. also sleep with women, but... But I also brought up to Sonia that... Fruit flies abound. You can't go to any hotel room without two gigglers <laughs> sneaking been, in with you as well. I've been the giggler in a hotel room who came in many a time, I will say. So anyway, it's hard to say. Listen, I've already used this joke too many times. Um, we're far from the shallows now. <laughs> it's time to go to what you're watching. Um, Sean, I think I know what you've been watching. Yeah, well, I basically have been watching these films. <laughs> they're long. <laughs> they are long. They've, How like... many chunks did you watch the 1976 version? I had to watch it in like four different chunks. <laughs> I didn't finish it, full disclosure. It was interminable at some points. I'm so sorry. My did, ADHD wouldn't let me. Did you at least go to the end to see the end? I did go to the end. Um, I watched her her long ending that she got an Oscar for. The only she, one. She's of the, the only one. For the only now. one of all these ladies yet. that got an Oscar for the song. Yet, yet. is right. Yeah. You never know. Not that I don't. I don't know if uh, Al Gaga should. It's going to be a tough category this year. I think it will be. She's. She'd be going against like Glenn Close. She's like. There's, yeah. There's too much going on. There's a. That's a lot. Jeremy, what you watching? All right, y'all. Uh, as you may or may not be aware, if you're a listener of the show, last week. Uh, wife of the show, Ellen, was not well. Oh. She is still not well and was not well this past weekend. Oh, no. wow. So this this kid was on watching baby duty. And we watched uh, a pair of movies titled Harold and Kumar Go to White Castle and Harold and Kumar Escape from Guantanamo Bay. I, oh, dear. <laughs> I will say. Oh, dear. Have you guys seen these? Have you guys, I've I seen the forgot first one. that that okay. was the title first, of the second. First and foremost, these are not good movies. No. And the second one is very bad. <laughs> Number two, and this is my absolute favorite part of all of this, Neil Patrick Harris in these movies oh, yeah. is such a like manly man yep. who is so over the top and everything, and it is just so funny now because it's you know widely known that he's gay and he's been with his partner for so long. And they have two kids, and he's just like like at one point they literally go to a. Uh, a house of uh, ladies. Of repute. Yeah, and uh, he finds the largest chested woman available. And, like, they're comically large. Like, like they are not... It is fiction. They're not tasteful. Yeah. And, uh, like, that's what he's into. And I'm like, he is acting so hard right now. Like, he is... It all checks out. ...really acting hard. Anyway, it's on Netflix. Watch it with your 17-month-old yeah, child. Yeah, like, that seems like a bad choice. <laughs> she didn't really watch it. She was just like, she was like playing with her bunny and stuff. So I had a big week for watching stuff. So I was in Vancouver this past week. Um, I did go see The Carters. Alternative world, the A Star is Born star. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, alternative universe, A Star is Born star, uh, Beyonce Knowles. Carter. Uh, honestly, I don't even know what I could say about it that would fully express how beautiful of an experience it could was. Could you perhaps tell us a color 
that might come close to your your feeling of being Rainbow. there. Okay, there we Rainbow go. Rainbow sequin sparkles. Or like a piece of choreo confetti. that you could <laughs> demonstrate. Oh my God, the choreo! Honestly. Her dancers were incredible. Her garments were incredible. They had exclusive video clips that they had produced um, that were incredible. Uh, they both were serving, like, various Black Panther imagery. It was very political. The performance was, like, like she's the most, she's probably the most famous person in the world. She doesn't have to work as hard as she does, but she is always giving you 110%. Running down this huge aisleway in huge stilettos, like, just, I can't. I can't even, I couldn't even, like, make a sound for par- many parts of the concert because I was so enamored. Does she make you guys sing hey, um, Love on Top and all those key changes? No, she, she didn't made, sing She it. made me. That was the one thing that I really wanted was was for good, her to sing it. was it. a good moment. But she sang every other thing I wanted her to. And I knew that I would enjoy Jay-Z because obviously he's like, you know, Jay-Z. Um, but I, he was really good. Anyway, so I watched that. And it changed my life. Um, also, I was there for the Van- part of the Vancouver International Film Festival, so I got to see a number of films, um, including a beautiful Mexican film called No One No One Will Ever Know, um, which I'm hoping may come to the RPL Film Theater. Mm-hmm. It got some buzz at the t- at TIFF as well. Um, and I saw Kira Knightley's new film um, called Colette about um, late nineteenth. Early twentieth, early twentieth century, um, writer uh, Sidonie Gabrielle Collette, who uh, agreed to ghostwrite under her husband's name, and then he refused to acknowledge her work. She ended up winning the Nobel Prize for Literature in nineteen forty-eight. It's a gorgeous movie, all about her. Um, I don't know. It's kind of hard to describe. It's more fun than it sounds. The clothes are spectacular. I feel she could get an Oscar nom for it. Mm. There's actually like four movies coming out about female writers from the past. All about it. Which is an interesting thing that's happening. It's a theme. And it is time. The time has come for my friends for us to wrap (laughs) up. Um, Hopefully we'll remake this episode someday. Oh, yeah. I've really enjoyed it. Jeremy and I can argue about remakes for another half hour. Uh, Hopefully El Gaga. Thank you so so much to everyone here at CJTR, to the Garys for the use of our theme song, Manatuna, my two wonderful co-hosts. You can find us everywhere on the internet. We're all over. Look for our podcast. Listen again and again. Uh, Thank you so much for listening, and have a great week. Bye, everyone. Bye.